again to the Unwrap Leader, where we get raw, real, and relevant to the new network marketing so you can become a gifted leader in your business. I'm Tracy Dewar from Australia. And I'm Tisha Doriana from Canada. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are doing episode 60. Tisha, look at this. We're just hitting milestones week after week. And it just shows consistency is how you get there, no matter what. Doing a podcast, becoming a network marketer. Um, and so I just wanted to say I'm so proud of doing this podcast. And I just love that we get to show up and share and really share the things that are really relevant to what's going on right now. And Tisha did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, episode 58. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, it was about your vision and sharing and showcasing your vision. And Tisha, it was really great watching it. It was one of our solos and I loved watching you shine in your presence because I remember the journey you went through. And I remember that moment when we talked about, you know, sharing your vision with your team. And then I remember when you went out and actually did it and just the enthusiasm that you had for it. And then seeing your business like literally catapult you know, from that moment on in leadership. And I really thought um, it reminded me of some of the things that I've, we've done in the past um, and myself in my early leadership journey. When you come in, all you want to do is think about, you know, how do you sell your product? How do you make money? You know, you're so focused on those, 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 you know, first things straight away, like um, the sale, the product, and, and not even necessarily your story yet. Like, and so there's such a journey in there. And so I thought, let's talk about how the Unwrap Leader came and how we, our vision is about becoming a gifted leader. And what is the difference between a leader and a gifted leader? And the, I guess the thinking behind that and that process. So um, what do you think, Tisha? You like that topic? Yeah, I'm super excited. I think that, you know, everyone has a journey in their network marketing business going from, you know, you might even not even call it a leader at the beginning, right? Just going from someone thinking that you're just a distributor or, you know, you're just selling a product. And then you really get into that leadership side of things. When people start to see that passion that you have within yourself, people are attracted to passion. And then you start to realize, you know, once you get, get those basic building blocks down, you learn how to network, you learn how to sell your product through your service and, and do that, you know, with, um, you know, just in, in that mindset of serving people and not just selling to people. And then you want to start to teach those people who are underneath you, the people who join forces with you to do the same. And you want them to become leaders and, and you want to see, you know, the impact on them that you've had on that it's had on you in your business. So, um, you know, it's such, it's such a fun and I guess, I don't know if the right word is, I guess, informative, but you learn a lot about yourself. You grow a lot as a person and it is the best journey that I've ever been on hands down is just learning to become a leader and then not go from, and, and then go from, I guess, a leader of followers to a leader of leaders and really learning Ooh. how to bring people up into leadership um, and help them unwrap their gifts. So I'm really looking forward to this topic and, you know, sharing just a little bit more about that, my journey, and some of the things that we really feel set apart, people who are a leader and people who are a gifted leader. So I think we should dive Brilliant. into it. 
dive into it. And what you said is the word impact. And so you are going to be a distributor, a business builder watching this, or you may be a leader already, or maybe even just a new leader, or maybe you've been a leader for quite some time. So we want to talk about the art of leadership and going from a leader to a gifted leader. Tisha, first of all, let's talk about the unwrapped leader. What is the unwrapped leader? What, what is it that we share with people in, um, in our bio, our magnetic message? Yeah. So our goal as you know, when creating the brand, the unwrapped leader is we want to help business builders become gifted leaders in their business. And in that process of doing so, we talk about, you know, our book, our brand called the unwrapped leader and what it means to unwrap those gifts, what it means to become a, you know, become a unwrapped leader and, and ultimately a gifted leader in your business. And so what we define an unwrapped leader as is a courageous person who inspires, motivates, and empowers others to step outside their comfort zone to become the best version of themselves. And these, these unwrapped leaders, they're willing to step up, they're willing to stand out no matter what the challenge, and they go and lead the way. And that's how we define an unwrapped leader in this business, in this industry, because we truly feel that nothing spectacular is going to happen in the comfort zone. And so it's so important, and you've heard me say this before, that you have to get uncomfortable or you have, sorry, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable every day. You need to take, you know, that, do that one brave thing every day. Take that one step outside your comfort zone every day. And, and when you could come into this, you know, being coachable and open, when you can really work on yourself and grow as a person, you know, that's when you're going to step into that, you know, leadership role and really turn into that gifted leader here. That's great, great advice. So, okay, so let's go through a list. Let's see who can relate to these uh, statements. We're gonna share 10 things that are commonly practiced, 10 things that leaders commonly are focused on. So do we wanna just go back and forth, Tisha, with it? Or I'll do, yeah, okay. So number one, count sales. Leaders count their own sales. Does that sound like something you do, counting your own sales? I used to do, I mean, we, I think, you know, it's natural. We all look at our sales going on for the month, right? Like, especially if you're really into your business, you're like checking your numbers all the time. Um, but I think, you know, someone who is a gifted leader may do something a little bit differently as well. And I'm sure you're getting into okay. that. <laughs> so why don't you share what would a gifted leader actually do? What would be different? Sure. Okay. So, you know, a, a leader counting their numbers because, you know, they're really focusing, I think at that point on either maybe maintaining their leadership, maybe you're kind of a new leader and you're just kind of learning the ropes. Um, but people who are gifted leaders, they're starting to count their leader sales, their team member sales, people who are working towards something bigger. Right. Um, and so I think it's so important here that really the overarching goal is to be team focused and to promote your team, right? You could talk about how I do all these amazing things. I did these sales. I did this and that. But when you could start promoting your team, when you could start, you know, really taking a look at what your team is doing and helping bring them up, then that's when you can, that's when you're going to start to become a gifted leader in your business. And I remember that I used to 
go through like sort of on the, I guess the last few days of the month, I would go through my team sales and my leaders and I would say, okay, let's see where they're at right now. And, and a lot of people don't do this. They just focus on their own. But when you could start focusing on others and start to see like, okay, you know, this person is only, you know, whatever it is, a few sales away, or uh, maybe it's a number, a number away from actually achieving this next rank or achieving this next goal in their business, you know, hitting that next uh, commission level in their business. And I remember I would, you know, direct message and uh, personally reach out to people on my team and just say like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but you know, you're only X amount of sales or whatever it is away from hitting this next step in your business. I know that, you know, your goals are X, Y, and Z, right. It's important to know their goals. And, you know, do you want to work together to achieve this? And right there, that's, you know, you're showing leadership, you're guiding them and you're identifying the people who you see moving up to that next level and becoming a gifted leader as well. So definitely, you know, go from focusing on your own personal stuff to start focusing on your leaders and, and the people and the people that are, you know, a or what's the word I'm partnered with you um, to start, you know, figuring out what their goals are and leading them in the right direction. Excellent. So three points I want to add to what you've said. The goals is knowing what your team goals are, like your distributor in, within your own team and your leaders. And if you don't have leaders yet, then who's working towards leadership? That's your number one goal. If you don't have a leader yet, is you're finding who wants to work with you to become a leader. And that's because you've shared your vision. Um, so yes, knowing the goals. Number two is the power of you being actively involved in that you're watching them. It helps them not only be accountable, but it shows that you care. So there's power in that. And then number three is you don't have to be the star in sales anymore. You want to be the, the you want them to be the star in sales, and that's why you want to help focus on them becoming the star when it comes to sales. So that's number one. Okay, number two, um, leaders set goals for month end. Okay. So we set goals for month end. That's super common. Usually month end in network marketing is usually a little bit hairy and scary. Um, and so a gifted leader would be more around setting goals for 12 months in advance, right? So tell me some about your month end uh, hairy, scary stuff, Tisha, and how it's evolved and changed. Yeah, absolutely. So I think setting goals for month end is, you know, super normal and, and everyone does it. I still do it myself. I still say, you know, this month, there are these things that I would like to hit for myself. But I also think that, you know, if you are in this for the long haul and you do have that vision of making network marketing one of your, um, you know, just, I guess, one, you know, one of your plan, I don't know what to call it, like a plan A, right? Like you have sometimes your, your main job, your plan A, and then, you know, sometimes people look at network marketing as like, it's your plan B, but when you could take your plan B and put it in and make it your plan A. And it's so funny. I'm saying this because our episode that aired last week, it, we actually talk a little bit about this. And that's why I think I have that in my head right now. Um, but setting the goals for the 12 months, you know, you're actually looking at a bigger focus and you're, you're looking at that bigger vision. And that's the first goal. I like to work backwards. That is like the first goal that I set for the year, whether that be the start of your recognition year or the start of a brand new year, you know, decide what do you want for yourself this year? Not just, you know, physically, but also how do you want to feel? How many people do you want to impact? And that's why it's so powerful to make a vision board, right? People make a vision board. I don't know how often 
Um, Dracy, you would recommend people make a vision board, but a lot of people do it for the year. Some people do it maybe just for six, the six months. And, and a lot of people just change it out every once in a while as well. Like every quarter, obviously goals can change and, and your alignment can change and that's okay. Um, but having that bigger vision, whether that be an income goal, how you want to feel, you know, the, the extra time that you want with your family or just for uh, personal reasons, like figure out what those big goals are. Um, and then, and then break it down into smaller ones. So then quarterly goals, I like to make my 90 day action plan. And then again, you're breaking that down into something smaller, like a monthly goal. So, you know, focusing on a monthly goal, I think getting started is it's, you know, it's still good to have that monthly goal. And, and like I said, I still have them too, but it's also you, I break them down even smaller than that. You know, you have your yearly, yearly goal and it's like, okay, well, what do I have to do every single month to achieve this yearly goal? But then once you know what you have to do every month, it's like, okay, how do I break this down in actions? Cause you could say, oh, I have to, you know, sell X amount a month. Okay. Then what do you have to sell per week? And then to sell that much per week, what kind of actions do you need to take? How many people do you need to be talking to? How many times do you have to be going live in your customer group on your personal page? Right. And it's just the small things. And then when you could have that, like, daily, weekly, monthly checklist that you're going through the things and you're making sure that you're, you're, you know, staying focused on your daily method of operations. Um, you know, that's when you will hit those bigger goals, when you will hit those monthly goals is to have that overarching vision, because you could set a small goal, but I think that the thing that's going to keep you going, it's all about your why, why you're really doing this, having just a bigger vision and goal in this business is going to keep you going. It's going to really provide you with that purpose. And that's, what's going to fuel your passion here. And, and going back to plan B, plan B, B actually means business. And so if you're running it as a business, you're looking at your 12 months. And like Tisha said, you want to look at setting those 12 month goals, but what kind of goals are you looking at setting? We're not just talking about sales goals and recruiting goals. We're talking about goals on how many leaders do you want to see step up to leadership? And I always go based on my goal. When I do my vision for my annual goal, I take myself back to national conference, our convention, and seeing myself on stage and visualizing how many other leaders do I want to see get recognized on stage. Know what the recognition levels are. Go to your, your company's um compensation plan and their, their their convention and find out what are the things that get recognized the awards and work yourself on setting goals based around those reward rewards and right now it's august and so a lot of companies reset year is usually somewhere around july or august um and if not Figure out when that reset year and set your 12-month goal based around the company's annual recognition year and work yourself backwards. And how many people do you want to lift up to that? And as Tisha said, you do the 12 months, then you break it down to a quarterly goal from a quarterly, work on your monthly. And then here's my little bit. No matter where you are in your business, we know we go up and we go down and sometimes we just kind of get uh, stalemate. And so when you do that, you have to always think, what's happening in my business in the next two weeks? That is the most important time in your business is what kind of activities you have set for these next two weeks to get you situated and started to achieve those goals. And I think that in itself is incredibly powerful about being a gifted leader. So do we want to do number yeah. three? I'll let you do it this one. Yeah, 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 sure. So number three, um, a, a, a leader would go around and sponsor consultants or, you know, just sponsor new teammates. 
but a gifted leader might do something a little bit differently and they might have a little bit of a different approach when it comes to sponsoring. So um, would love for you to share, Dracy, a bit on just how you had to change Absolutely. that mindset in your, in your journey here. Absolutely. I think when we're new, we just really to sponsor, we're going to recruit anyone and everyone. And I think that's important that we do because we need to learn the lessons to do that. Uh, because you're going to go through the process of some will, some won't. So what next? You're going to go through the process of learning the different personalities and you're going to learn the different types of network marketers. But once you become vision focused on growing your business, you're going to put your time and energy into recruiting leaders. Go out there and look for what is leadership quality. Of course, you're going to recruit anybody that shows you interest, that still shows signs of potential. But your mission and goal is to go out there and look for leader potential. And what is leadership potential? And we always talk about that. What would be if you had a boardroom table of a dozen leaders around that table, what kind of qualities would you want those leaders to have? And I talk about qualities, like think about what your strengths are and your like-minded people you want to have on your team as leaders, but also think of the things that maybe are not necessarily your strengths, things that you need to work on and maybe having team members that are strong in those areas. Be specific. I think it's really great. And I always come down to five things that really make a major impact. And so these are the key things I always look for in people. Do, are they kind? Looking for kind people, people with an attitude of gratitude. So attitude, gratitude, kindness, someone that is open and someone that is willing to be disciplined. And so those are some key things that I look for in leadership potential. Um, and then again, the word attractive, what is attractive? And I talk about attractive. I talk about attractive. That means they, they shine, they gleam, they smile. And those to me are qualities of leadership because they attract people. They want to help lift people to leadership. And so when you start putting on your leadership glasses, uh, you'll see how many people are actually out there that have leadership qualities. And you having the guts and the courage and the confidence to approach them with leadership of, of verbiage and language thinking, you have leadership qualities. I'm looking for leaders like you. I would love to work with you. Would you like to know why? and giving them the compliments and telling them why you think they'd make a great leader. You may have even recruited people in your business and you have a team right now and you haven't had a leadership focus, but now you want to be a gifted leader. Go and look at your team of people right now and go say who have who has leadership qualities and go and approach them and tell them, I want you to be a leader. I think you'd be great. And here's why. Let's lock arms. Here's the difference of the roles and responsibility and let's go do it. And that's the difference of recruiting leaders. I love that. And the qualities that you listed were bang on, but I think where a lot of people struggle too is like, okay, how, like, how do I actually find the people with those qualities though? It's like, you can identify a few things, you can compliment people and give those genuine compliments. But I think uh, like just an extra tip with this one, when you're looking at sponsoring leaders and finding people with those qualities, I, here's one thing. Like when I, when I got started, I considered myself kind of like I was outgoing in the right crowd, but I was a bit more, I'd say like introverted, like I'd rather just be a listener and not necessarily the one that's leading or speaking. I was like, I would, you know, categorize myself. If I had to pick leader or follower, I would have picked follower. Like that's how I felt that I was. Um, but you know, Dracy is the one who really recruited me and got me started in this industry. And 
she saw something that I didn't. And I'm really glad that she told me because I have no idea where I would be if it wasn't for this industry. But I think also when you're talking about the business, it's important to talk about it, not as like an easy, get rich quick kind of thing, right? Because that's one, I think a lot of people see it as like a red flag, like, you know, it's too good to be true. But also you're attracting people who are looking for easy money and people who are looking for, you know, I don't have to put in a lot of work. And even though I was on the shy and introverted side, when I started, one of the things that Tracy told me was you have to commit to X amount. I was in a party plan business, my first one. So she said, you have to commit to X amount of parties. And that's going to be like, that needs to be your goal starting out. And I'm going to help you achieve that. And it scared me. It definitely scared me. But the fact that I knew I had her support and help, I was willing to do it. And so later, I remember when I started getting into leadership, I was thinking, hey, you know, Dracy, like you told me I had to do this many parties. Like, what if I hadn't done it? And I remember her telling me like, you know, that's just the goal. And that's the standard that I set for the people who come and join me, because I know that that's going to be, you know, what really get someone, I guess, emerged in, in this business and, and someone who will, will actually step outside their comfort zone and give it an honest shot, right? If you commit to that many events, like, you know, you're going to be giving this an honest shot. And so I remember thinking like, well, why would I tell people that if it's not actually mandatory to do that, but it's because you want to set people up for success. So you do that by really, you know, just not selling it as an easy thing. You could say it's simple, because the systems are in place, but it's not easy. It takes work. It takes effort, but with, and, and, you know, giving, following it with that compliment, but given, you know, how great and well-spoken you are, given how bubbly you are and um, just your personality, like that's going to shine through and we're going to help you hit that goal. And so people, you know, knowing that they have the support will get started with that. So that's what I wanted to add to that one, but it really gets us uh, moving into this next one pretty, uh, pretty well too. So number four is, you know, leaders, they will work with anyone and everyone. And this is, you know, almost same with recruiting. You want to recruit everyone and anyone. And then when they're recruited, you want to work with all of them because you want all of them to grow, but you need to figure out what those goals are before you do that. Because it's like, how are they going to be best supported? And are they even going to meet you halfway? So, you know, you can work with everyone and everyone or, you can kind of focus on a select amount of people, but how do you focus on a select amount of people and how do you know who you should focus on? So what are the things, Dracy, that you look for um, when working with people? So there's very specific things. There's three things that I really focus on working with. And number one is I'm always working with my new distributors, my brand new people. And again, if you're focused on selecting leadership quality people, um, again, that's a focus right there is new people. Uh, I focus on working with future leaders. So people that are working towards leadership in my, uh, my business. So I'm working with the future leaders. And then the third people that I'm working with is my leaders that are working towards rising to the top. Okay, so rising to the top, knowing what is the top level of leadership from your company and that they are working towards rising. In other words, they are helping people get to leadership as well. So then my business really becomes training on new starting new business, onboarding, future leaders, becoming a leader, 
and then helping supporting people towards leadership. And that again comes down to your vision and how to share your vision, how to coach, mentor, and manage people to lifting them up towards leadership. And that's where the focus becomes. It focuses on your annual planning, your quarterly planning, like it comes back to what were the goals that were set, the plan, and setting your, okay, over these next two weeks, what am I doing? Probably onboarding, leadership development, as well as coaching and mentoring people to achieve their goals. And that's where the time and ends up being managed and who I select and focus and the people I focus on. I think the new people is, the new people is specifically one of the most important is because you really want to help them get set up for success. Um, but also I think in terms of really looking at the people who, you know, does really deserve your time. Um, what I like to do is kind of give even my, even my new people, like I do want to hold their hand at the beginning and, and make sure they feel supported. Um, however, and, and same with the people that are, you know, now wanting to have expressed me their interest in leadership, but also I like to give them little tasks and I like to say, okay, here's a task I want you to complete. You know, this might be a step outside your comfort zone, but I want you to do it. And then kind of report, come report back to me. Let me know how it goes. Or even sometimes I have like a, a weekly or biweekly call set up with them to kind of have that just accountability aspect. And some things, some things I think to like look out for as a leader too, when you're really focusing on promoting leaders is like, are those people, you know, are they all talk and no action? Are they actually taking action on the things that they say they're going to do? Um, are they setting goals and, and, you know, taking action towards it? And are they completing the little, the little tasks that you're giving them? And then do they meet you for those weekly or biweekly calls? Do you notice they're constantly making excuses? Are they canceling the calls? Are they postponing? You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that you, that will determine if this business and their goals are a priority to them. And that's sometimes how I decide, you know, am I going to meet them? Am I going to meet them halfway? Are they meeting me somewhere? Are they doing what they say they're going to do? I think that's one of the most important qualities someone could have is if you say you're going to do something, then do it, you know? And I understand sometimes it's easier said than done, but don't look at it as just result-based. Look at it as action-based. If you say you're going to go take this action, if you say you're going to put the effort forward to hitting your goals, are you taking those actions? And that's how I kind of determine, you know, who am I going to focus on? Who is my focus going to be and who am I going to work with this month or this quarter to help them, you know, reach their goals? Who am I going to be able to go and coach and push and, um, you know, someone that's going to be, that's open and is really working towards those goals. So um, again, love the, the, the types of people in the business that you mentioned, but I also just wanted to kind of add that in as well. Yeah. And, you know, again, where you become a gifted leader is reading people. Um, and, you know, push is an interesting word. I think we about, hey, we should do a topic on push. <laughs> okay, we'll write that note down. But, and we can expand on this. But push is interesting because we work with, the, with you know, our distributors at the level they're at. And we kind of extract what do they really want and we help them be accountable. But sometimes they're really not ready. And if we really think about Tisha, when you very, very first started, I saw you as leadership potential because you had the qualities that I look for. But you weren't ready for that first year or however many months. But I still worked with you at the level that you wanted and I helped you know, um, give you those goals to where you wanted, but I kept planting seeds along the way. And so when you're ready, and so that's something you, we as gifted leaders have to become really good at. Um, and it's not black and white. At the end of the story, it's not black and white. And so the word push is, you know, we always say push until something happens, but who we're actually pushing is helping that person push to what they want. 
and, and, and not us being pushy. And the only person that needs to be pushy is us pushing ourselves. So let's do an episode on that, Tisha. We can definitely do a lot more. Um, but again, it's, it's making sure, again, coming down to who we focus on and the, how to select people that, again, matching your time with their efforts. And I think that's what we're, the bottom line is what we're trying to come down to. All right. So number five, um, is a leader works with all the programs that the company has to offer and the, uh, the company has lots of programs usually to offer and they usually also have promotions and so let's get specific on that there's programs and promotions and so a gifted leader however likes to work with a few of the programs at a time and let's 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 give some examples of that so I think you could, I was actually interested to hear your perspective on this too. And I was kind of, you know, looking at this one in terms of programs, because I think you could look at it from so many different ways, but how I kind of um, understood and how I kind of made sense of this one is, you know, everyone has, I think their story coming into this and maybe it's a product focused story. Maybe it's a business focused story. Like what is your story in your company? Like, did you start using maybe a product or service that was completely life-changing that you knew you had to, you know, you had to jump on this. You wanted to share it with your friends and family because it made such a big difference for you. Was it the business opportunity um, that really changed your life here? Uh, you know, was it maybe you were, uh, let's see, like you had a nine to five job and maybe you still do, but this was an extra income stream that provided for X, Y, and Z, or maybe you completely came out of that nine to five job because you, you know, maybe didn't necessarily love it. And this was, this was the solution was, you know, having something where you could work for yourself or you could work from home. So you could spend more time with your kids. So you could, you know, have that extra money, uh, to do the things that you love. So I think it's so important to figure out what your story is and then focus with that. So when it comes to programs, again, a company can have so many different programs. If you look at it from like a product focus, it's like, if you, you know, I think focusing on, on one thing is really important. It's almost like, it's almost like comparing it to the people that you're sponsoring or recruiting into your team. You know, you could, again, you could focus on everyone and anyone, or you could focus on one thing right? You could focus on one type of person, your ideal client, your ideal person that you would love to work with. And I think you could look at it the same thing in terms of the programs that you offer in your company, right? What are the types of people that you love to help? How have the products or the services helped you? And how do you want to help people with the same product or service, right? So you could look at it as like, you know, companies, they could have um, a wide variety of products. They could have like maybe a whole health and wellness section. And then maybe there's a makeup section and maybe there, you know, whatever it is, you don't have to focus on everything and you don't, and, and, you know, focusing on one thing at a time is important, but also I don't think you have to focus on everything, even at one point, like there's going to be some things that align with you and some things that don't like, just because I think you're part of a company, it doesn't mean you have to be obsessed and love every single program and product that you offer. I think that you can, you know, as someone showing up authentically and genuinely online and offline, your goal is to just, you know, impact people and, you know, make recommendations, whether that be for the business or that be for a product based on what has changed your life and what you have seen has helped people. And so you're going to have, like I said, you're going to have your own story coming into this business. 
And I think you just have to really roll with what is, you know, authentic to you, what is genuine to you and what aligns with you. So I don't know if that's how Dracy, you kind of read this one in terms of programs, but I'd love to hear your perspective as well. No, it, it's, it's good how you kind of set it up and let's, let's just talk about, there's kind of two messages that go out. There's a message that goes out to the customers. And then there's a, as a gifted leader, there's a message that goes out to your distributors, your business builders. And so you need to be clear. The company now has a message that goes out and they are driven by their goals. They're driven by their sales. And so they're going to put promotions out there based on where their goals are. And what we as gifted leaders don't want to do is get caught up on the company's promotions all the time, because those promotions are there for the low hanging fruit. Those promotions are there that are, um, you know, for the distributors that are just there for the fun, the hobby and that. So remember promotions that are put out monthly are for the low hanging fruit. And you as a gifted leader, based on your goals, let's talk about the programs that are in place. We got our getting started program. So all the companies are going to have a getting started program. Your first 30, 60, 90 days of how much money you could make and how to set them up for success. The other program is their leadership program, helping business builders actually get to leadership. And then the next thing is the program that they have is the incentive trip that I say a company may have as a program. And I know it sounds like promotional, but it actually is a program that's, that's supportful, well, promotion that supports uh, new business builders as well as leadership. And so I highly recommend yourself, your number one best revenue generating is your sale, you're selling the opportunity. And that's why you want to promote whether you're promoting more of the opportunity or more of the leadership but that's what you are managing is in a few programs and let the company be the company um, promote the program or sorry the promotions on the monthly basis um, and so your time and energy in I never spent much time on the promotions at all I focused always on the company promote programs because there was enough other people focusing on those so in saying that let's recap the five um, tips that we've given on the art of leadership so uh, leaders count their sales, they set goals for month end, they sponsor consultants, they work with anyone and everyone, and they use all the programs. Where a gifted leader counts their leader's sales, they set goals for 12 months in advance, they sponsor leaders, they focus on selected people, and they work a few programs at a time. So we definitely have at least five more we can share with everybody. So let's do a part two on the art of leadership. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing today, Dracy. And I can't wait to do a part two with you next week. So thank you guys all so much for watching this episode and for being with us for this exciting episode 60. I always love making, you know, another 10 episodes and um, we can't wait to get to that episode 100. We are now closer to episode 100 than we were when we started. So super That's excited. <laughs> and guys, if you haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe, share your biggest takeaways and, you know, share this video with your teams. If you feel that it would benefit them, you could even do an entire training series on just this episode and next week's episode with those people on your team who are looking to get into leadership. And also we had an episode a couple weeks ago on um, sharing your vision with your team. And I think that's honestly step one when it comes to, you know, getting into that space of becoming a gifted leader. When you could start sharing that vision, I, I highly encourage you to watch that episode and then come back to this one, really see the differences between a leader and a gifted leader and start working through these with those people on your team 
who want to step up and start to stand out and shine. So thank you guys again for watching and we'll see you next week. Bye.